I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Any diet coke, coke zero, or Fanta zero fans in the room? Well, I have some news for you. There's a new controversy surrounding these widely loved soft drinks, and we are talking about aspartame, the artificial sweetener commonly found in diet beverages and chocolates. Brace yourselves because this report by the World Health Organization might make you reconsider your drink choices. So here's the deal. The International Agency of Research on Cancer, or IARC, and WHO are on the verge of declaring aspartame as possibly carcinogenic to humans. Yep, you heard that right. The sweetener that's 200 times sweeter than normal sugar and is used to keep diet beverages and chocolates low calorie might be cancer-causing. Now, I believe this is more of a bitter pill to swallow, isn't it? But anyway, according to insiders. The IARC will make this declaration in July, following an in-depth review of published evidence by external experts. But hold on to your horses because this assessment doesn't really take into account the safe consumption limits for individuals. That's where the WHO's Joint Expert Committee on Food Additives comes in. They, along with national regulators, determine the safe levels of consumption for various food additives. So do keep an eye out for their report as well. But for now, let's address the elephant in the room. I'm sure everybody has the same question: Have companies been phasing out aspartame from their products? Well, the answer is yes and no. Take PepsiCo for example. It removed aspartame from some of its U.S. diet sodas, but later brought it back, only to remove it again in 2020. But anyway, don't worry. There are alternatives out there. Other artificial sweeteners like saccharin, sucralose, and neotame have the stamp of approval from the WHO's expert committee on food additives. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA, has also given the green light to three types of plant and fruit-based sweeteners, including extracts from the stevia plant and swingle fruit, as well as a group of proteins called thaumitin. So there are options for those looking to steer clear from aspartame. But now you see, there's always a winner in every situation, and in this case, the Chinese alternative sweeteners have been gaining quite the momentum in the global market. The demand for natural sweeteners in China has surged, driven by a growing awareness of the source and safety of sweeteners. In fact, the use of natural sweeteners as a percentage of general substitutes of sugar has increased from eight percent to twenty-nine percent in the decade leading up to twenty twenty. In fact, this growth is reflected in the booming diet drinks market, which quadrupled in China over five years, reaching nearly twenty billion yuan or two point seven six billion dollars in twenty twenty two. But anyway. The bottom line here is that aspartame might soon be labeled as a possible cancer risk by the WHO. Now, what do you think? Is zero sugar still equal to zero harm? For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, 
policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Manaswini and this is the Deep Dive for 4th July 2023. So in 2018, Sony and not Warner Bros was making a film on Barbie. That film was supposed to be a parody, a satire, somewhat of a mockery of what Barbie doll represented. A hypersexualized, petite, white womanhood. In fact, many big names were associated. First, Devil Wears Prada's Anne Hathaway and then comedian Amy Schumer. But you see, that film, as we know now, never saw the light of the day. And instead, Barbie went to Greta Gerwig, the director best known for writing and directing the Oscar-nominated 2019 film Little Women. In Greta Gerwig's Barbie, though, starring Margot Robbie and produced by Warner Bros., the doll is not the object of mockery. Rather, she's aspirational, inspiring, even feminist. In the viral posters and trailers, all flushed in hot pink, the tagline goes, She's Barbie, she's everything. While Barbie's boyfriend, the doll named Ken, played by Ryan Gosling, has had to do with this lowly tagline, he's just a Ken. Slated to release on July 21st, this film is expected to set box office on fire. But for the original makers of Barbie, Mattel, the American toy manufacturing company which had launched this hugely successful fashion doll in 1959, this film is already making a lot of money. For starters, a new $50 Barbie doll resembling the film's protagonist Margot Robbie is already sold out. So, how did we get here? In fact, no, here's the million-dollar question. How come Hollywood, which was almost about to make a film mocking Barbie dolls, instead came about to make a film celebrating Barbie in all her hot pink excesses? This story of turnaround goes back to 2018, when Mattel, the company which manufactures and sells Barbie and many other toy lines such as Hot Wheels and He-Man, appointed Israeli-born businessman Inyon Kratz as its new CEO. Kratz was brought in when the company was suffering a slump in sales and struggling to stay relevant. He had a new proposal in mind for Mattel. The company had to transition from being a toy manufacturing company to an intellectual property company, which would manage film and TV franchises. Well, this proposal was hardly revolutionary. Many companies had already made fortunes selling the popularity of their toys to Hollywood studios. Mattel's main rival, Hasbro, had turned its toy robot line Transformers into a multi-billion dollar movie franchise. In another case, Denmark-based Lego Group has also created a series of hit animated films, including 2014 film The Lego Movie, which made around $480 million. Plus, who on earth does not know the meteoric rise of comic books company Marvel? But for Kreds, there was a little problem in his home. Mattel had earlier sold the rights of its most appealing brand Barbie to Sony Studios. Kreds told The New Yorker, and I quote, Barbie is aspirational, inspirational, not something you want turned into parody, end quote. A takedown of its most prized brand Barbie, in the form of a Hollywood film nonetheless, would have completely damaged Mattel and its revenue. So the first thing Kretz did, within two months of his appointment, was to take back control of Barbie from Sony. That was Mattel's first victory under the new CEO. Then as the New Yorker elaborated, and I quote, Kretz assembled a team of development executives 
who would rummage through Mattel's toy chest and identify the intellectual property that could fodder for Hollywood studios, end quote. Basically, this was his plan. Mattel would help match their intellectual properties with writers, actors, and directors, and studios would provide all the funding. For this, he even started a film division of the toy company. Well, clearly, his plan worked out, as Barbie is expected to become this summer's biggest blockbuster. He told the New Yorker, and I quote him again, In the world we are living in, IP is king. Pre-awareness is so important. Now you see, pre-awareness is the key term here. After the pandemic, audiences have not been very keen on returning to the theatres. So the studios are relying on nostalgia, or what Kretz called quote-unquote pre-awareness, to get audiences seated in the theatres again. And that's why a bet on Barbie is safer than an original script and new characters. In fact, the box office somewhat approves of this theory. The 10 highest grossing films of 2022 as per New Yorker were all reboots and sequels, while original films like Disney's Elemental flopped. Don't you think this makes for an interesting marriage? Toy company Mattel lends popularity of its toys to filmmakers and in turn make money not only out of selling IP but also the renewed interest in its brands. According to the New Yorker, 13 more films have been publicly announced while 45 are in development. Well, clearly, Mattel joined this party a little late, but I would say at an opportune time. But anyway, what are you wearing to the premiere of Barbie? I think I will go in all pink. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the rate the signal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written and researched by Anoop and Charmika, edited by Venkat Anand and Jaydeep Vaidya, produced by me, Manaswini, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.